0: Hello and welcome to the 52 Pearls weekly money wisdom podcast. This is Melissa Freidenberg in the Gross Point office. And this week we have an extra fun topic, at least I think, which is fashion. We are going to combine two of my loves, financial planning and shopping. Our guest today is Kendra Bessig. Now, Kendra was inspired by her grandma Doris, who taught her how to create Barbie clothes out of socks and a basic whip stitch at age six. She has loved and admired fashion ever since. Throughout her life, she's adopted a practical approach to creating style by mixing budget pieces with luxury designer items sourced for super deals. She believes that fashion should be fun and attainable. She is the blonde mom. So Kendra, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: I have been looking forward to this podcast for weeks and you know we cover an array of topics here. But one of my favorite memes that I have posted uh, before is where does all my money go? I've either eaten it or I'm wearing it. And so (laughs) that is me. (laughs) Like they blow up my budget. I love your approach to mixing things that are high-end fashion, as well as very attainable items. And really you do such a wonderful job of being like fashion forward and current without having to redo your whole wardrobe. So totally admire it. And I've been wanting to have you on this show to share with our listeners some ways that they can get in that same mindset. Because I think we struggle with that.
1: Oh, everybody struggles with that. And and they don't know what they should be spending. A lot of times when I hear from um, people that have reached out through my website, it's how much do people normally spend? And what's how many pieces do people usually take when they do a fitting? And there's really no roadmap for it. It's what you're comfortable with. Everybody has different levels of spending. But typically when people come to me, it's they know that I'm a deal hunter and that I'm going to find them the absolute best deal for the best pieces. But there really is no rule book on
0: what you should be spending I, that's so interesting that you get that. Cause I always get like, how much do people save for retirement yeah. by this age? And how much do people save for their kids education by this age? Like depends on how much you're making and yeah. how much you're spending on clothing and other things. But I, I love that you also get that question. Maybe go into a little bit how you created this blonde mom, which has really taken off.
1: You know, it's really kind of a cool story because my background is in event design. It isn't in fashion. And when I took a leave from doing events. You know, I, you and I met at a stay at home mom's club and I was staying home full time with my daughters and I really needed to get involved in something. So I joined this mom's club and got super involved. And, you know, as my involvement grew, um, you know, and as I had another daughter, things were changing. I found that going through my own things personally, that getting dressed every single day was helping me mentally. It was helping me get through every single day. And it made me feel better. I had such a mental shift from, you know, being mom and covered in goldfish crumbs and spit up or whatever it was. It made me feel like I could take on the world. And other moms within the club started to notice this mental shift within me and started reaching out about, you know, What should I wear to this? What should I wear to that? I loved your top today at Brunch Bunch. You know, I always noticed that moms were putting themselves last, right? Like we were always concerned about what the kids were wearing, but we weren't really concerned about what we were wearing. And as I was getting these messages from people, I was realizing, wow, like there's really a market here for moms, particularly at that time, that just wanted to feel better. And they wanted, they knew that they would feel better if they looked great on the outside, right? And we got so stuck in this culture of leggings and messy buns that we lost ourselves a little bit in all of it. So as I you know, began to get messages from people, I started helping people and it was from my own closet. I wasn't shopping online and sending links out to people just yet. I was going into my own closet and I was like, oh, okay. You have family photos and your kids are wearing these outfits from old Navy. This is what I would wear. And I would start flat laying things on the floor and sending pictures. And then, you know, it was like one gal in particular asked me about a Christmas party that her husband's company was having and what she should wear to it because it was, they were going to roast and they were on a party bus and they were doing a casino and they were doing a show. And there were all these different things that were happening. And what do you wear for that? And again, I think I flat laid three or four outfits and then let her borrow several pieces and she ended up wearing something. So I began very resourceful. I began going into my own closet and loaning things out before I went to the internet and was like, what should I order? Like, what would I order? It was more about what can I wear that I already have more than what can I buy? And A lot of women fall into this trap of, oh, you like, I've got a girl's dinner next week, or my husband and I are, we have a date night in, you know, two weeks, what am I going to wear? And then at the last minute, they're running to the mall and they're running into express and they're getting a cute top that they're never going to wear again. They're going to wear it. I do this. You're talking
0: about me. I feel like it. (laughs) (laughs) I do one of two things. I either go out and buy a new outfit because I don't know what to wear or I wear the same like three that I have on rotation and eight you know, my husband would never be like, oh, didn't you wear that last date night? Like he would, he knows not to do that. But, um, (laughs) you know, it's just, that's what I love about your approach because you create things, you started creating things in your own closet for others and for yourself to feel better about yourself. And then you go into people's closets and create flat lays. Yeah. I mean, that is, I love seeing that on your feed. I'm always inspired by that. Like how you have picked different pieces. So pieces that people have already have. And then you also will incorporate links to new items or maybe like higher end items to zhuzh them up. Right.
1: Yeah. And a lot of times too, when I post flat lays of other people's closets, I'll get comments that are like, where are those boots from? Where's that sweater from? And Oftentimes I'll remember the brands and I'm able to respond, but if it's not for my own closet, which most flat lays that I post are not for my closet anymore, I'll try to send a link to something similar just so that they can have that piece. Because a lot of times you might look at a flat lay and be like, Oh my gosh, I have a sweater that looks just like that. I have jeans that look just like that. You know, maybe my boots are a little bit different. You know, what I'm doing with that is just creating a recipe. Yeah. And then, you know, for people that are following along. They can switch up the ingredients and that goes for the client as well. You know, maybe you want to wear the entire outfit, but you want to switch the belt or you want to switch the shoes. You know, I, I want it to feel like they can change an ingredient at any time, but still feel like they have reimagined outfits in their closet that they couldn't have thought of
0: themselves. Such a needed service. Myself, other people. I mean, you're you're speaking my language of like panic when I have something to go to. Yeah. <laughs> when you think of the term stylist, I think of like Hollywood, right? I think of people yeah. who were like, you're going to dress me, you're going to do your thing. And I'm just going to wear what you lay out, but you're actually teaching people how to do it for themselves. You gave me a tip when we had a styling thing about like the V-neck for the shape of my body, that that is something. So I hear your voice every time I'm in like a dressing room and trying <laughs> things on. I'm like, I just said the V-neck. If you could share maybe some of the ways that you used your wardrobe or, or if somebody's going to go through their closet, what kind of things should they be thinking about when they're?
1: Well, number one, they should be thinking about fit, what things fit. And I know that this is a really hard bandaid to rip off because people get in this, this toxic pattern of I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to get into this. And, and sometimes it happens. I'm not saying that it doesn't, and I don't want to squash dreams, but more often, (laughs) more often than not, it's not so much a weight issue as much as it is a maturing body issue and things shift over time. And you could be uh, for instance, myself, I, I did gain some weight over the last few years, which a lot of us did, but I'm wearing it differently now. And things that when I was this weight before don't fit the same because I'm just carrying weight differently. I'm getting older and it's just not in the same places that it was before. So really it's fit, um, you know, and, and to stop looking at sizes, please just cut the size tags, (laughs) try the things on, cut the tag and forget about what size you even are because it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It's more about how things are fitting. If you put on a size four, and you're a size ten. People are going to think you look like a size fourteen. Yeah. So it's really wearing things that fit your body. But it's getting real with ourselves when our when we're in our closets and saying, okay, this doesn't fit anymore. It hasn't fit in five years. I keep holding on to it. It's a pipe dream that I'm going to get back into it. I have to cut it. Wouldn't you rather have? things in your closet that fit and are comfortable and make you feel good, then going into your closet every day and seeing that piece that you really want to get into that you haven't worn in five years, I feel like it clutters my mind. It does. it's, It's a one in, one out for me. You know, if I'm bringing something in something else is leaving. And the other thing too is I, I kind of audit throughout the year in my own space. So if I'm in my closet and if I wake up in the morning and I go to put something on with every intention of wearing it and I'm not feeling it that day, I know I'm never gonna put it back on. So if I take it off and hang it back up, I guarantee you it's gonna keep that pattern going. I'm gonna go to put it on again, maybe in a few weeks and I'm not gonna like it and I'm gonna hang it back up. <laughs> it's just yeah. gonna be- holding precious real estate in my small colonial hundred year old closet. <laughs> so,
0: I love that. Yeah, no, that's definitely the purge is important. And as you go, that's because it's overwhelming. We have so many things on our plate. So the thought of like getting a six hour period of just being able to go through our closet is maybe not realistic. Something comes in, something goes out Yes, and get yeah. rid of things when you try them out in the morning and they just look goofy and they're maybe stretched out or they're just fitting snug in a place they shouldn't fit snug. Admittedly, I have done this, but I do have like a Rubbermaid bin of yep. things that are too small, but that I can't part with. So if I ever do lose the weight, they're like my prize visit, but they're not in my closet. They're upstairs, like in the attic storage wing, maybe <laughs> actually, maybe someday I'll unveil that capsule of, you know, what my 35 year old butt looked like, but, um, <laughs> fit into, but yeah, no, I love that idea. And I think that's so important because you feel like, oh, I shouldn't buy clothes because I have so many, but if half of them don't fit, what's the point? Right.
1: And then you default to your stretchy pants and your hoodies and the things that are comfortable because nothing in the closet fits. And actually it's great that you have that Rubbermaid tote and that's what I do. I have it in my basement and I it goes on vacation. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm going to send these on vacation because I don't know that I am mentally ready to part with them yet, but I know that I can't have them in my space right now because okay. they don't fit and it's bringing
0: me down when I put it on. <laughs> yeah. Talk to me about what pieces can really bring an outfit to life. What kind of goes through your head when you're doing flat lays from people's closets or things to add to make them pop?
1: The two biggest pieces for me that are the most important and especially in Michigan are jackets, you know, so layering pieces, blazers, jackets, bombers, anything like that. Um, and then shoes. So if you're, even if you're doing like a capsule wardrobe, the things that are going to mix up the outfits are the top layers and the shoes. So those are the two most important ingredients in my recipe, right? Is if I have, a basic pair of jeans and a t-shirt. I can make, you know, 20 different outfits with just a few pairs of shoes and a few cool jackets that fit great and look great. So those are, and those are actually like my splurge pieces too. Like buy those things, maybe higher on or better quality because those are the things that you're going to wear the most often.
0: I like that. So, and I know one of my splurges was an inspiration by you, which is a belt. So like, I mean, you never know that they were uh, $20 pair of jeans, if you're wearing like a Gucci belt with them, right? And they fit and I feel good in them. I mean, that that makes you look but so does your confidence. You right.
1: know, you mentioned it a little bit earlier, is even when you put on an outfit that fits really great and it's from Target, you hold your head up a little bit higher and your shoulders back a little bit further. And confidence is what makes you look high fashion. It's not what you're actually wearing. Cause I've seen some really dumpy, expensive outfits on people. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I have as well so you're absolutely right about that. Now yeah. you mentioned capsule wardrobes. This is something that like I'm not familiar like how does that work? I've just seen the term thrown around.
1: Right. And I I think it's popular on like Pinterest and TikTok and it's been an idea that kind of circulates and it w- Once a year, twice a year, I get a request for it or a question about it. And basically a capsule wardrobe is a carefully selected capsule or grouping of um, clothing and accessories that are easy for you to mix and match. You know, I always refer people to a couple of books that were really helpful to me when I was first learning about them and how to create them is Secrets of the Capsule Wardrobe and the Curated Closet and especially the curated closet, because that will really help you hone in on what pieces make sense for you to keep. Um, You know, one of my biggest takeaways from that is that a capsule wardrobe shouldn't be a pair of black pants, a light wash jean, a dark rinse jean, a black blazer, a chambray shirt. In my mind, it was like you had to have, you know, each one of these things and then you had your capsule and this is how you mix and match it what a capsule wardrobe truly is and should be are all of the pieces that you absolutely love, but work together in harmony. So even if you have like a, you know, a funky pair of flared pants that have flowers all over them and you've had them for 15 years and you absolutely love them, those should be a part of your capsule. You know, you shouldn't have to put yourself in a box and pick, you know, X, Y, and Z things, but a capsule should be something that can work together and you can mix and match lots of different things and it should be of a manageable size of a smaller size. And people will do like a winter capsule, a work capsule, a spring capsule. So you can kind of create your own, you know, capsule wardrobe, but it's basically sticking with the, in the confines of a small amount of items.
0: Okay. That seems to be a theme. I do agree with that too. Um, you know, that, that having smaller things, less confusing might feel better. And then of course, you know, if you're going to go out, maybe change sizes or like when you mentioned, you know, kind of going from staying at home to going back to work yeah. or everybody with COVID, right. We're going from like our, you know, sweatpants on the bottom, cute top <laughs> to yep. like actually having to have a cohesive outfit again. So I think that's a nice way to start without totally blowing the budget that's and, it. You mentioned too, like when you go out and you're like, I'm going to go buy a top. I think people have like certain items they go buy when they yeah. need like an outfit. So that would help with like making sure that you have like not just 16 new tops to wear out with the same pants, but really having a cohesive collection, if you will. Right. Let's talk about shopping because you're really good at it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and not everybody loves it. I mean, no, I don't I- look forward to like the trying on and stuff, but. What are some approaches to shopping that can really help not blow up your budget?
1: Well, number one is time and patience. You know, go go into it with low expectations too, right? <laughs> yeah. Not like, because, you know, anytime you're looking for something, you're not going to find it, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's when we're not looking for things that we end up with like $800 of things in our hand that we're trying on. Um, so go into it with time and patience and go into it. If you have children, don't bring your kids with you carve out an entire day, get up, go get your favorite drink at the local, you know, coffee shop, drive to a couple different stores. And maybe before you go, look at some things online, get some ideas, follow some fashion bloggers, you know, see how they wear things, follow people too, that look like they're your size and maybe your complexion. I know even for myself, there's a couple of gals that I follow that are five eleven and six feet tall. I'm five eleven, so I want to see, you know, what it like what kind of jeans do they buy? What are they wearing right now? Um, you know, kind of source out those people and go to social media and ask too. You know, who do you like to follow? What fashion bloggers do you like? Get a sense of things that you like before you even head out of the house because if you're not a boho girl, you're not going to be going to free people. Yeah, you know. <laughs> find the stores that have the clothes you like or are drawn to. Exactly. You know, if, if you don't work in an office, you know, maybe you're not going to banana Republic. (laughs) So kind of weed out the stores that you're not going to shop at because it's not really the styles that you favor. Although it's good to try those things on just to see, Mm -hmm. but you know, go in with a plan, listen to the stylists that are in the stores. If they're making suggestions to try certain things on, maybe, things that are on trend, maybe things that you had never thought of before, have an open mind and try it on because you just don't know. I pull for people all the time. I don't typically when I'm working with somebody, 99% of the time, if I'm doing a fitting for them, I've never seen them in person
0: unless you're like
1: a repeat client. I haven't seen them in person. So it's important that I know what their sizes are. Um, or at least a range, because I always pull a range. So if you're telling me you're an eight, I'm probably going to grab some sixes and some tens as well. But listen to them, because they're going to be looking at bodies all day. They're going to be pulling things for people all day. And that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to buy the $800 blazer that they bring to your room. Maybe try it on, see if it fits. If you love it, go to Poshmark and look it up. Go to the Real Real. It's another... Um, source of luxury consignment that I love to use. It's like, okay, I tried on this ALC dress at Saks, but I didn't want to spend $695 on it. I'm going to like watch a resale site for it to see if I can get it for $150 or $200. You know, it's all about having time, patience, and a plan. And then just so not like it. we're going out on Saturday and it's Thursday. Yep. But. Another toxic behavior that like, I've got to run in because I want to wear something new and I want to feel good. And, and I'm going to end up spending, you know, and, and bring the, your
0: kids Oh God, don't <laughs> with kids. their Starbucks in hand. That would be awesome. <laughs> the trifecta.
1: Here's um. a tablet. Here's a cake pop.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Get comfy in the. I mean, I've been there. My kids are older now. So now it's more expensive to bring them with me because they want stuff too. But yeah, I was there. I definitely brought my kids shopping for stuff for the night of at like local shop. So really, really good advice. Planning it out, thinking about really intentional purchases. I am like a little more intentional in things like, Oh, this catches my eye, but I'm going to wait and see if I still want it tomorrow versus like, do I need this? Do I want it?
1: Intentional is the operative word here. Yeah. Um, And, and not splurging too, right? Like, Oh, I like this. I like this. I like this. I'm buying everything. Yeah. Buy what you're actually going to wear. You know, I'll pull full racks, 80 pieces for people. And I'll tell them in the beginning, I want you to buy whatever you're comfortable buying. Whether it's five pieces or 50 pieces, what I want most from you are pieces that you're actually going to reach for. If you're not going to reach for it, you like it, you like how it fits, but you're not going to reach for it. I don't want you buying it. I want you to only, and the other thing, it's funny, once in a while, people will leave and text me later that day or the next day and say, I can't stop thinking about X. Do you still have it? You know, it's like, okay, if you can't stop thinking about it, then you do need to add it to your closet. It's that intentional buying, but also will I reach for this? Does this make sense in my closet? Does it work with other things that I own?
0: That's really important too. Yeah. Because if you see a cute top, but really don't have the right pants for it, it's never going to get worn. Now let's talk a little bit about your services. So you mentioned a few other services do you have or recommend for people that are listening? Sure. So I have...
1: Two different sides of my business. So on one side, I do the closet services and on the other, I do the shopping and styling services. So on the closet side, I do audits whereby we go through everything in your closet together. I have you try on probably a lot of things to check fit. I look at um, wearability, if it makes sense to keep it because we can wear it lots of different ways. I also look at how worn out it is. You know, if it's been overloved, is it time to part with it? or it is kind it kind comes- of sweater
0: depiller thing, like fix it? Or is it just gone?
1: Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I, gosh, I bring up the depillar tool all the time because people sweaters be looking rough. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that is a magic tool. I love that thing. Actually,
1: if you have a great dry cleaner too, they should be doing that when they're cleaning them as well. That's an audit. So we go through, we figure out what do we keep, donate, toss, sell, and then figure out what the holes are. You know, we're determining what holes are in the closet, what other pieces will add value to what you already have. And then a style session, which is sometimes done in conjunction with an audit is where I make the flat lays. So I'm making outfits. It's like the modern clueless, you know, share yeah. what she gets on her computer and she's like swiping to see what she should wear for the day. That's what I'm doing for the client. So I'm going in, I'm creating outfits with all of the pieces that they own taking pictures. And then I airdrop those images as I leave. So, you know, you get in the shower, you pop out for the day, you're getting ready. You open up your phone, go to your flat lay folder and you just swipe through. Okay. That's the outfit I'm going to wear today. So that's the closet side of things. And then, and a lot of times too, with that style session, I can determine what holes you have too. Because if I'm like, man, I really wish I had a pair of like patterned flats, you know, that's one that I'm always like, do you have this? Do you have that? I kind of make notes as I go and say, you know, these are the things that I would add if I were you, because I think that you could make even more outfits with what you have if you just added these two or three key pieces. And then the shopping side, I have two levels of fittings. And this is where I have a consultation with the client. I find out what their needs are and I shop for them based on that. I have a smaller fitting, which is a specialty fitting and that is more geared toward people who are doing a uh, photo shoot, branding, uh going on a vacation or maybe they just need one or two things in their closet, you know, I need new jeans or I need some new sweaters. It's It's hyper-focused on one type of, you know, genre of clothing. And then the other fitting is a customized fitting. It's much larger. That's the one where I referenced that I had 80 pieces, two full racks, shoes, outerwear. Those are the people that are like, my closet's a hot mess.
0: I (laughs) I need the full shebang.
1: (laughs) Yes. I don't like anything. It's bringing me down. It's old. You know, I've held on to stuff from when I was working 10, 15 years ago. Um, those are the overhaul people, but they're also the people that are like, you know what? I just want a seasonal refresh. You know, they'll see me maybe twice a year and we'll focus on fall and winter and spring and summer. So those are the two and really with the fittings, it's fun. It's girl time. It's a couple hours of just playing dress up, seeing what works, seeing what doesn't work and kind of opening your mind to things that you may have never considered wearing before. And I love to shop. Everything from Target to Neiman Marcus to uh, thrifted secondhand. So you're really getting a mixed bag.
0: The I will link in the show notes and you can see her list of services and the prices there. But again, the whole concept of using what you have, buying pieces that you need versus pieces you're drawn to the same couple of things for me, that saves you money in the long haul. I mean, and then just intentional purchasing as yeah. well as being resourceful. I love this. This has been so fun. I do want to just pick your brain. What are some of the pieces that you see coming up for this spring?
1: I got to tell you, I'm not excited.
0: <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> are we going to? to the early nineties. Cause I'm really not digging yeah, that 90, you know,
1: Gen Z, they just want this nineties resurgence. They're pulling out their flip phones and their low-waisted
0: jeans. It's just killing oh. me on the inside. <laughs> oh my God. My heart literally just skipped a beat when you said low-waisted jeans. That's like my nightmare. You
1: know, I know they, they, they're trying to dump the high-waisted jeans and, uh, and bring in the low waist and the wide, wide leg, low waist. I mean, think, you know, Jinko, late nineties. I'm not giving up my high-waisted skinny jeans. I'm just going to put that out there. I, I can't, and you shouldn't, and and I'm not either. I'm still going to wear those things. I, I'm wearing a cropped boot cut today, so you know I have ventured out a little bit. Yeah, but I mean, don't give up the high-waisted entirely or the skinny jeans, right? <laughs> yeah. Can we just go to like a mid-rise before we go to the low-rise? <laughs> there is some mid mid-rise and low-rise. Are having a resurgence, but the wide leg jeans, um, sheer tops and dresses, lots Mm -hmm. of bright colors, lots of like lime green and coral. So, if you're a neutral gal, this is not going
0: to be the spring for you. (laughs) Okay. Well, I'm going to go with my capsule wardrobe from spring of last year, (laughs) which is spring of the last five years. But I really appreciate you coming here today and sharing your thoughts. And I hope that our listeners. Found some ideas that can help them both reinvigorate their wardrobe, feel good about themselves, and then, of course, save some money on fashion. So I will again link the contact in the show notes here. If nothing else, do follow her on social media. I promise you will be inspired. Thank you, Kendra. Thank you. You can access our first two seasons of this podcast on our website at www.pearlplan.com or on Spotify. If you're interested in learning more about Pearl Planning, feel free to sign up for our newsletter also found on our website.